Welcome to It's Ms. Max Health and Culture. Health is a way of living and the mindset. Culture is a way of being and honoring who we are as a people. Fuse it together for a way of vibing. Take this journey with me. I'll see you inside. family. It's Maxine from Is Ms. Max Health and Culture. It is so glad. I'm so glad to be back in the house today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I miss you all from last week. And I uh, just wanted to let y'all know that we just want to give a special shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby, because as always, she's back there on the ones and twos doing her thing. Please donate to my sis at her cash app at On The Wake Up Radio. And also, you can catch our replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. But we prefer you come sign up with OTW2.com and listen to us at our live radio at OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. And uh, without further ado, just want to kind of jump into our topic a little bit today because, you know, there's something that's been pressing around Los Angeles. So I live in Los Angeles, California. I'm about less than two miles from the SoFi Stadium that's being built. Across the street from there, they are now building the uh, the Clipper Stadium that's going to be coming, I don't know, I guess in the next couple of years. And of course, the influx of apartment buildings and all these things that are going on around our city, constant construction. I don't know what's going on in your city, but I can tell you here in Los Angeles, the construction is constant. It is annoying. You have to learn how to drive around the city in the daytime. It's very apocalyptic after a certain hour. Okay, so uh, I usually try to drive around the city uh, no later then let's see i try to get out of the house no later than 10 in the morning because after that after you get into the afternoon it's just forget it you know bad traffic but what i wanted to talk about was uh what i consider i call it an urban apocalypse an urban apocalypse that i think is coming and what's been happening in the city is that there's been a high uptick in crime in our city and why is that? Because last year, <clears throat> 2021, we had 70, let me make sure I got the number right. We had about 79,000 inmates released from jail. So those who were serving crimes for the under the three strikes rule or were and were released for good behavior are now on the streets. Now, they had nonviolent crimes, but the problem is you in jail because you committed a crime. I don't know what crimes that they're talking about theft. Now, when they say crime, that has to mean murder. Maybe they didn't commit murder, but they was committing crime and larceny or whatever, right? So now you've got these people on the street. Well, what's been happening is, is that we've been dealing with this uptick of crime where people are just being robbed in broad daylight. And what they're doing is now they're going on to the west side of town and they're following people. Like they're following people from restaurants. They're following people from the mall. They're following people from venues and robbing them. And what they're searching for is your jewelry. They're searching, they're looking, they're seeking people out. They're seeing that they're wearing this beautiful, expensive jewelry. They see that you're getting in your luxury Tesla, Maserati, whatever it is. So the area where I live, 
is uh, usually about a 20 minute drive, no more than a 20 minute drive anywhere to get to a nice area in a nice city. So you can be in like the, in the, in the hood you know, and drive 20 minutes and then you're just seeing all this influx of riches. Well, it's not hard to ping these people. They're all out in the daytime. They're having lunch or shopping. And so they're being pegged. There was a recent crime that happened last week where a young lady was at a jewelry store in downtown and these guys followed her out the jewelry store, chased her down, got out the car. She had to take the, the watch off of her hand and throw it into the street so they wouldn't attack her. So that's the level of stuff that we're doing, that we're, that we're dealing with. So these people really need to be out here and be careful. But what really bothers me, it's like, okay, so you release 79,000 prisoners. My question is, how did the city think that they were going to survive for financially? How do they think that if you were locked up for a number of years and you're only making, how much you make in prison a day? What, two or three dollars a day? And you come out and they give you that little $200 check? And what happens if you don't have a family to go home to or you don't have support? What are those people supposed to do, right? So what I'm saying, I'm not justifying and I'm not saying that it's right what they're doing, but I definitely understand it. I understand what's happening because how do you go to prison all these years? Some of these people were even serving life and got their sentences cut down. So you've been in prison damn near half your life. You're getting out. You may not have family or people moved away or they died. Where do you go? Where do you live? How do you go get a job? What did they think was going to happen when they released all these prisoners out of jail? That's my question. That's my question. Second thing that we're dealing with in addition to the prisoners being released from prison is the influx of unemployment the unemployment rate the unemployment rate is the highest for black people it's always that way for us right we always at the highest number even though we're the smallest population we always rank highest when it comes to crime and when it comes to unemployment and joblessness and homelessness we are always at the top so what i did was i found a chart let me pull this chart up real quick. I found a chart that kind of showed the difference between white and black unemployment. So right now, the influx for black people, let me put my glasses on. So right now, they're showing across the state, the greater, the highest states, let's see, for white people, they have a 6.1% unemployment rate. But for black people... And they're only showing in certain areas, mainly California, Illinois, New York, D.C., Louisiana, and Texas, 10.2% unemployment rate. So that's, you could almost say that's almost double. And the Hispanics are leading right behind us as far as unemployment. So you got prisoners released. You got unemployment due to the pandemic. A lot of people are being laid off because people are still choosing not to get the vaccination. Rent is still due. You have a lot of working homeless out here. That means that people are going to work eight hours a day, 40 days, uh, 40 hours a week, and they're going to sleep in their cars with their families. This is what we're dealing here right in Los Angeles. But here's another thing I wanted to point out because I can remember, I was thinking back when I was a young girl living in the, in the hood. I've always been a hood girl. And... I can remember when I was in middle school 
and uh, I had left the I had left a, I went to like Gompers middle middle school which was bad and it was a lot of gang and so I asked my mom like you got to get me out of the school because if I stay in the school they're gonna try to induct me into a gang so I went to a middle school on the west side of town and it was a very different environment never heard of the school before and so um, I remember it was different because now these kids are it's a different class of children now these kids are living in Windsor Hills Baldwin Hills in that area so these are well-to-do children now think about I'm think I was thinking about my environment where I came from now don't get me wrong my mom was a single mom we ate every day but we couldn't have the things that those kids had like those kids was wearing polo shirts every day like the young boys was wearing polo shirts a different color every day of the week and at the time those shirt those shirts were costing about eighty dollars which would probably be the equivalent about what five hundred dollars today and they was wearing those shirts so there was a great pressure I can remember feeling the pressure of having to keep up with those kids and I found myself in a position I'm gonna confess something today that I am not proud of but I'm gonna tell you guys that I have resorted to stealing in the store like I would go like remember Jemco I don't know where y'all from but in LA we have what we call Jemco and so what I would do was when my mom would take us grocery shopping in the store is that I would go to Jemco and I would steal items, just makeup items. Like I would just steal makeup items. And I think I just stole one shirt, right? I just stole one shirt out of the store because I wanted to be able to keep up. My mom didn't have money for me to buy makeup or being able to get those. I remember they were wearing those gold shoes at the time. Oh, what I would do to have some gold shoes. But uh, I wasn't that crazy because I, I was like, if my mom ever find out this is what I'm doing, I'm in big trouble. But I can remember then feeling the pressure of wanting to keep up and be like my peers at school. I wanted the acceptance. That's what I'm trying to say. I wanted the acceptance. So we got a couple of dynamics going on here, right? Think back about when we had the pandemic going on and we were going through the civil unrest. And then that's when they were looting and rioting at that time. Now, I was around when we had the um, the 1992 LA riots and during that time they burned up our own our city where we lived they were not going to Beverly Hills they dare not go on that side of town but this time when they had the LA riots I'm, I'm sorry the LA riots I said the LA riots this time when they had the riots this, during the civil unrest there's nothing out here to rob. We don't have no high-end stores. We don't have all those Louis Vuitton stores and all that. So guess what they did? They shot over to the west side of town. And they were smashing and grabbing. I, I'm telling that story because when I think back to when I was in middle school and how I felt wanting to keep up with my peers, social media wasn't even involved. This was just, everything was face-to-face -face contact. Everything was visual back then. You communicated with people back then. You saw there was no uh, Instagram back then, TikTok, Facebook. None of that existed. So imagine in this time now where everything on Instagram and all those social media sites is promoting success, even if it means fake success. I'm going to show you that I'm wearing the flyest outfit, the flyest shoes, the flyest, you know, the nicest car. They used, uh, I remember when they had MTV Cribs, most of the time those places were rented out, but we don't know that. 
So there's a demand to keep up, right? So if you've got a couple things going on here, folks, we got a couple things going on. You got 79,000 prisoners being released out of Los Angeles alone, and you have an influx of people who lost their job, who have no income, or if they do have income, they don't have money to pay rent. The average cost for a two bedroom apartment to live in Los Angeles is running you about what $2,200, a month. You would at least have to be bringing home comfortably about $4,000 a month. For I would say about comfortably about four to $6,000 a month just to afford to live in a two bedroom home in a not so good neighborhood. So what was, what's been happening, and I'm sure across your city too, but I know especially in LA it's been happening is because of like an example, the city of Inglewood. Well, because the city of Inglewood is on the map, these longtime residents who have been living in their apartment for years, for years, have now been forced out to move out of their apartments or cough up the, the new rental agreement amount. So if your rent was paying, if you were paying $1,200 over a course of years, even if they was doing small increments of, of, of the rent increase, but to jump from $1,200 to now $2,200 and $2,400 is insane. They know those people don't have that money, but they know that other people do. We are now living in the divide of the haves and have-nots. Even with the downturn of this economy, people got richer, and at the same time, people got poorer. People were making money. People were even fraudulating, getting those PPP loans. See, those people are getting caught up with going to jail and having to pay back those monies. We've got a lot going on in our community. So why was calling this an urban apocalypse? Because what are we going to do when the times get more desperate as they are, we are seeing, we are seeing the, the slow inclination of what happens when people get desperate. My level of desperate when I was in middle school was I just wanted some makeup. I didn't want to hurt anybody. I didn't want to rob anybody. What I did was wrong, but I know the feeling how I felt trying to feel accepted. So just times that times five now of the new youth coming up, these younger people coming up and these people coming out. Of, well, I'm not going to count the people coming out of jail because they have a different desperation. There's more is is more on the survival road, uh, survival mode. Look, I don't have a place to stay, but I need food to eat. And I'm not saying that the people that work don't need food to eat, but a lot of these people, a lot of these young people out here are smashing and grabbing because they want to keep up. They want to keep up with, with what they see on social media. So we've got a blend of shit going on here. We got a lot of desperate people on these streets out here. And how are the police going to keep up with that demand? Let me tell you something. This was a good conversation that I had Sophia Stewart, uh, the mother of the Matrix, on my show about a couple of weeks ago. And one thing that she said to me that stood out to me, it will forever be ingrained in my head, was she was talking about the spiritual law, meaning that whatever you put out in this world, you get back, right? 
and it's just you're cheating yourself. So you you justify robbing somebody. You know what it takes to walk up to somebody and rob them in broad daylight. That's the most desperate move, the the most desperate act that you can do. But she talked about the spiritual law and working against yourself. You're just cheating yourself when you're taking from people. You justify, well, okay, well, maybe if you want to eat, you want to pay your rent. I don't know what your justification is. Or maybe you just want to be able to keep up and make people think that you live in that lifestyle. Whatever reason is, how long do you think that's going to last? That's my question. How long will that last? Because either three things are going to happen. Right? I always say three things are going to happen. You're going to get caught. Second, you're going to go to jail. And third, somebody's going to snitch you out. Or somebody's going to kill you. I should say four things. Somebody's going to kill you. You can only rob and steal for so long before you get caught. Or somebody snitch you out. Or the same people that you was robbing with. Because you know there's no honor among thieves. Comes and robs you. Maybe they felt during the robbery you got too much. This is what we're dealing with, family. This is what we're dealing with in our cities. And we got to pay attention. And I'm telling you all this because I'm saying be safe out here. I watch my back. I don't go out any more than I have to. I had a family member who just went to go visit her daughter and got her purse stolen out the backseat of her car. People are watching you all the time. We're always being watched. I live in a residential area. I know we're always being watched. People look to see your comings and goings. But my, my question is, what are we going to do about it? Because we were trying to get prepared when we were dealing with the civil unrest. And that's when they were talking about food shortages back there, making sure that you arm yourself, make sure that you protect yourself. And then after everything just kind of died down, we kind of got away from that conversation, right? We didn't really talk about that so much. But let me tell you, it's more relevant than any time right now. We have to make sure that we're ready. My family thinks that I'm crazy. I'll say it. I, I always say it on my podcast. It's like, Maxine, why you got all the weapons? Because you just don't know when shit is going to jump off. I don't know if I'm going to walk out this door and that's going to be the day somebody's going to try to take my purse or whatever. I don't know who's watching me. There was a car. There's a car that comes in our neighborhood. I don't know who he's watching. It's a Mercedes, two white guys in it. Now, come on now. It's a Mercedes truck. We don't know who he's looking at. But maybe he's looking at our neighbor down the street to, uh, for something. But who knows what he's picking up on? We don't know. We do not know. We don't know, family. We got to be careful out here. And so this is why I'm talking about the urban apocalypse that we could be facing. And I'm going to tell you how Los Angeles rolls. Things are cool for the most part. But when things jump off, they just do. They just jump off. We jump off when the Lakers win. It's like sometimes I would be happy to hear the Lakers winning, but when they win those championships, people don't know how to act. We can get crazy around here. So think back when everything started to transpire. The COVID, the civil unrest, the downturn of the economy. We're still feeling the effects of that. But see, we're not talking about that right now because right now we're talking about Russia and Ukraine. That's the big headline right now. Oh, and everybody go get that COVID shot. They're pushing that constantly. Constantly pulling, um, pushing the COVID shot. 
and the Will, the Will Smith slap and whatever thing they can distract us with. Whatever they can distract us with. And if we're not focusing and paying attention to our environment, and if we're not focusing and making sure that, you know, we're on top of our living, our alarm systems and all these different things, what are we doing? People still want to, people are so desperate to get back to normal that they're taking their eyes off the prize. That's what we always do. We want to go out. We want to have a good time. Nothing wrong with that. But these crimes are still happening. I don't know if you guys got to have that citizen app on your phone. You should get it. Sometimes I've had crimes right here on my street, down the street. Pay attention to your environment. You got people in well-to-do neighborhoods being followed home from restaurants and jewelry stores. It was a sad story. One brother, his he was a um, he was a part of Mo, he was in Motown. I cannot remember his name, but his wife, eighty-one years old, his wife was killed. He she was killed. Eighty-one year old. Hold on, let me. Find her. 81-year-old wife of Hollywood mogul was killed. They came and they followed her home. Oh, no, she was home at the time. And they came in and they killed her. Jacqueline Avent, the 81-year-old wife of legendary music executive Clarence Avent. That's who was killed last year. The woman was a philanthropist. But people watch you. And she's one of many. People are watching you. And we got to be careful out here. Don't think that you're above anything about uh, getting robbed. Hold on one second. Let me check something else here. I'm checking some numbers. I just say when you go out to restaurants, don't wear expensive jewelry. Refrain from wearing um, stuff around your neck, around your your wrist. That's what they're checking for. If you're in a, If you go to the mall, go early. You know, you've got people who are homeless. We got a food shortage going on right now. The food banks are busier than ever. And like I said, we've got the functioning homeless people. And then we've got the people that were the prisoners who were released from jail. So like I said, we had a crime uh, at the sofa, near the SoFi Stadium. A couple was robbed about 1030 at night. And that's the other thing is that people are so comfortable. You don't live in these neighborhoods. I don't walk these streets at night and I live in these neighborhoods. I am not walking these streets at 1030 at night. So what are we doing? And then we have lack of community, you know, community support. We're disconnected with the community and the politicians. The politicians only come around and, you know, talk to us when they want to vote. But what are we going to do to reduce this crime? that's going on in our neighborhoods, that's steadily increasing. Another statistic that I was listening to on the news the other day, I was listening to a news one, they were saying that 90% of African-American women in Los Angeles are affected the highest by this inflation and unemployment. If you do not have support in your family, that's why I said there's a dual thing going on here. One, you've got a homeless crisis. You've got people who lost their jobs because either their job went away or they're opting not to get the COVID shot and they're being laid off. 
You've got people that are homeless out here because they cannot afford these high-ass rents that's out here. They cannot afford $2,200 a month and to take care of their children and to um, feed their kids, pay rent, pay light gas phone, and all of that stuff. They are building apartments, but not at the rate that's needed. We have over 50,000 people that are homeless in California, and we only have hundreds, hundreds of available units available for people on fixed incomes. And that's a waiting list. Like Section 8. Section 8, you could wait years for Section 8. These people could be waiting for years for housing. In the meantime, where do they go? Where do they stay? And sometimes some of them move and go to their families, but that can only last for a certain amount of time before people get tired of you and then they want to put you out. So now where does that leave those families? Then on the other side of the coin, you got the prisoners coming out of jail. Where are they going? Who are they going to stay with? I could tell you about urban living and living in the hood. Let me tell you something. We think that crime, we, we believe that some people in, our, in my neighborhood believe that, yeah, crime is the way out. And usually that is the short-term solution for what you, what you want to do. Because there's really no role models. There's no support in your neighborhood. Everybody's thinking the same. Everybody has the same mentality. Get, get that money. Get it right now. Get all you can right now. And so there's nobody to uplift you. There's, and then if one person do decide to try to make it out of the hood, then everybody wants to lean on that one person. I know that feeling. When, when one person gets it, everybody wants to clamp onto that person. So it's like a vortex. People are pulling you in. So you can't even say, well, you know what? I'm going to try to make it out of this. I don't want to do crime. I don't want to go back to jail. I would like to think that a good number of those inmates who came out don't want to return back there again. They don't want to go back there. But with limited resources and help and jobs available, what else are they going to do? There's only so many homeless shelters available for them. They can't house all 79,000 of those inmates. So now these people are being forced into situations. You're being laid off your job. Or you are working and you can't afford rent. Stimulus money is gone. That money is dried up, gone. If people took that money and was able to do positive things with it, which I've heard people turned around and did positive things. But guess what? Those people also have people in the corner and support. What happens when you don't have that? What happens by the time you get the money? You haven't had any income in the last few months. See, there's a lot of dynamics going on here. Now, if I seem like I'm flip-flopping, it's because there's so many different angles to this story my overall concern is what happens when people get sick and tired of being sick and tired what happens what happens when people get so desperate they just say f the whole thing and then we deal with another civil unrest again how many times are we going to go through this and it does happen over so many years so many years 
what is it, every 25 years or so, every 30 years, we have a blow up. And now we're dealing with inflation on top of everything. Inflation. Everything is high. Gas is high. Food is high. Restaurants is high. You can't even go on a date night anymore. Everything is expensive. I'm saying for me, I'm a working woman. It's tough. It is hard for me. So just imagine with people that's already coming in as the negative and that's coming in as a, with a disadvantage. How are they going to survive? How are they going to make it? Sometimes I see people on the street. I do. I give them money. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, I don't feel this is a, this is safe right now. But we all got to look out for each other because I'm telling you what I know is that if we don't do something about this, we're going to see a lot more crime. About um, a few months ago, there was another crime just about less than two miles away from me. It was a father and son, black. And they were just pulling up into like a, um, I don't know if it was like a mechanic shop. Man, as soon as the dad got out, he got robbed. He had They robbed him for his gold chain, killed him. Shot both of them, but the father died. In broad daylight on a weekday afternoon. These are the things that we're dealing with. And we're going to see a lot more of these crimes. Like I said, 79,000 inmates released. They need money and quickly. I can remember going through that being unemployed. I was there myself at one time. I was unemployed. I did not have housing. And I didn't resort to stealing. I had some support, but very little. You think because, oh, you got family here. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> that don't mean these people can give you a place to stay. I had to figure it out on my own. And that was tough. That was a tough time. That was a tough time because like I told you, once you get it for yourself, when I had it, I gave it because I always knew what it was not to have the support. The problem is, is that when you give too much, <laughs> you give everything until you have nothing. That's not good either. So you see how this vicious cycle we all live in, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. I The only thing that I can think of is that we really go back to the times of when people were truly destitute, when people were really going through it. When you think about post-slavery, I'm going to go back to even that far. Because post-slavery, when they were released, from slaves and of course we know that they had nowhere to go they had no hospitals they had no housing they had no money they had nothing but to depend on each other that was all they had I wish we could get back to a sense of community and I think that's a lot of the reason why we have a lot of these crimes too is because we just gotten away just from old-fashioned community you don't even know who your neighbors are all these Christian folks, I love that neighbor. You don't even know who your neighbors are. If you see your neighbor going through distress, will you help them? Will you support them if they need food? I already try to calculate in my head if, if stuff, stuff go down, who I can count on. I know I can count on my next door neighbor. I got a neighbor across the street. I know I'm good for those two. 
I got another family that lives a little further up. So in my mind, I'm already thinking, what are we going to do? What if we get to the point that we just need to barter stuff? We're on lockdown. These are things that people need to be thinking about every day instead of thinking about what's going on with the, with Hollywood and all the superficial stuff that they try to fill us with and try to distract us with. We better pay attention. We better pay attention. I still make sure that we are keeping food in the house. Make sure you're keeping water in the house. Make sure that when you are out, try not to go out alone. And ladies, don't go out at night by yourself. I stopped that long time ago. I don't go out at more. I used to be very good at when I got off work that I would stop at the grocery store. I don't do that no more. I think I did it. Well, let me say I did that the other night. It was a Sunday night and I stopped at a, at a Smart and Final to get some cereal. I was in, I was out. It was Easter Sunday, I believe, that night. But normally I would not do that. We should not be out here driving at night, not by ourselves anyway. Keep If you have to be out, make sure that you, I don't know, as far as your purse, keep that in the backseat. Keep exactly what you need. Keep pockets on you. Keep a jacket on you. Because people are always watching. We are in these desperate times. And I don't mean to post this to scare anybody it isn't about that it really is about just preparing preparing for our future preparing for our lives preparing for these desperate times that we're going through and I'm not going to keep y'all long today <laughs> but it's just something that's been on my mind because I'm like what is going on every time I'm hearing about this crime that crime what's happening what people are going through but I'd stayed listening to the news, not always, but I like I like to listen to those numbers when especially when they talk about this unemployment rate that we're going through. Go down to that EDD office and find out what they have available to give you something. But what they're doing now though is, is they really tightening up people about getting that COVID shot. I work at home and they still wanted us to upload our uh, our results. Isn't that something? I don't work around anybody. Right where I sit is where I work. Now you can't go to restaurants without having the card. You can't go to a movie, concert, anything. Now you have to show proof. So now you're also going through a great divide. We're going through a lot of changes right now. And I can feel it in my spirit. I can feel it. I can feel the division amongst people I could feel I don't know it's like this I can't explain it it's like this thing that's like this spirit thing that's staying on me I've lived in this world a long time and I haven't seen anything like this I just want to just all be prepared and to just love on your families love those around you stop the BS stop all the you know arguing and fighting and all this and work together because we need our community back folks we need our community back we can't do it without our community we can't survive and all this i don't need nobody yes you do we're an interdependent society have you ever read stephen covey's book the seven habits of highly effective people we need one another 
when you came into this world, somebody had to teach you how to walk, how to talk, how to eat everything. Once a man, twice a child. And you're going to need somebody to help you do those same things when you get older. We have to get better at protecting one another. We got to get back to community. I was saying this in joke on uh, one of Cindy's podcasts the other day, but I was saying that, you know, we, we always have this, we have this gang problem, right? We have gangs in our neighborhoods. And I said, you know, you know, you watch those movies and those vigilante movies. I love those vigilante movies where the, the guys, they're all sexy and cool. You know what I'm saying? Like at night, they're vigilantes, but shoot, in the daytime, they're protecting their community. And that's, that's why I think I want to give the job to the to the <laughs> the gang members protect your community when i say protect your community i don't mean i don't mean kill people on your block you don't pay no damn taxes i'm talking about really protecting your community and your beef should stay within whatever beef you got with another gang member i don't know what codes y'all got it's so stupid anyway you guys could band together and build a community Work to, work to protect your community. Look out for each other. I can't tell you what to do at, in the nighttime. I know you, you out here <laughs> making your money and doing whatever. But protect your community. Because if it wasn't for us who lived in these residential areas, you wouldn't have no community to claim. Because we pay for these streets, not you. We do. That's why it just it just it, it disheartens me that they act so silly, claiming something that you don't even pay for. Always wanting to take, 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 and who who do you think pays for that? Somebody gotta pay. We pay. The working class citizens pay. But I get it. I get it. There's a whole underground going on. I understand. I grew up in that neighborhood. Some made it out. A lot didn't. At some point, we all got to make choices. You got some people that came out, did what, 30 years for crimes they didn't commit and came out to be successful. It's your mindset. What is your mindset like? Change your mindset. And I know that's difficult. It's very easier said than done. Very easier said than done. But we have to learn to start shifting our mind. And these young people out here... If you're the ones involved in this smash and grab and wanting to steal and you got, you know, a short-term gratification or instant gratification as it's called, you could only wear a pair of shoes for so long or a purse for so long, but how are you living in your life spiritually? See, everything you put out into this world, that's all that spiritual law is about. Whatever you put out into this world, you get back. That's why we have all this back and forth and this rhetoric because the energy you put out is what you get back. I could say all day long that I was justified when I was a young girl in, in stealing and, and getting that makeup. But it cost me in the end. Because you do things like that because you're broken. That's a broken behavior. And broken people make broken decisions. Do you understand what I'm saying? Broken people make broken decisions. We got to be mindful. And I know it is difficult. It is one of the most difficult things to change your mindset. Trust me. I've been at this game a very long time. 
but it was necessary for my own sanity. And by the way, I have I had a nervous breakdown in the midst of trying to grow and get out of this economic downturn and all that. I've been through all that. It's like I could sit here and talk about this stuff. I know what it was. Because nobody gives a damn about your struggle. They really don't. People will see you going through it and want to take from you. They don't give a damn. That's how cruel it is out here. Trust and believe. In. <laughs> I can write a book on this. People do not give a damn. You're as good as you are today. You all are out here robbing together, stealing together. No honor amongst thieves. How long it will be before you turn on each other? Because let me tell you something. A liar, thief, and a cheat always think other people are lying, thieving, and cheating. That's a fact. You could be good as gold with somebody today, but tomorrow, baby, they'll be like, who are you? And next thing you know, you're shot dead. That's how we're losing our, 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 our young people. Shot dead over mindset, over misconception of mindset. This is all a part of that urban apocalypse all apart and we may see it a little bit here a little bit there but now we're losing too many of our young people behind nothing so those are just words that I just want you guys to just kind of think on and just think about what's going on in this cities in your perspective city like I said Los Angeles is a hub for so many things to come you know all this money that's coming in pouring into the city of inglewood what do you think that's going to do for the crime rate see the things that i think about because i got to drive through those cities the parking alone is 75 dollars just to park to go to an event that's the times that we're living in and people just shell out the money like nothing you got people coming from far that got thousands of dollars to spend on those seats and yet down the street less than a mile away you got somebody who can't even pay their rent or is living homeless or living in these encampments on the other side of town you know so these are things that you got to think about think about your environment always think about your surroundings and how you're living you're doing everything that you can you work hard you go to work but there's somebody that wants to take what you got and you got to be able to protect you and your family and so I just thank y'all for coming in here today and just be mindful be mindful and I look forward to our next conversation. Have a great day and or a great evening. Until the next time. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dean. Cindy On the wake up. Just get your body to move. Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah. Just get your body to move. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Let on the wake up play. Won't stop till they hear what we say, yeah. Let on the wake up play. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Just get your body to move. Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah. This is It's Miss Max. 
health and culture owner of Ministry and Wellness, where we offer alternative solutions for people dealing with sleep, stress and anxiety. Did you know 70% of Americans only get one good night of sleep a month, while another 11% report having insufficient sleep every night? Let me help you get the rest you need, while helping with your stress and discomfort through natural solutions that won't leave side effects. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. Visit ministryandwellness.com. That's ministry, A-N-D, wellness.com for my hand-picked and affordable selection. Have questions about our products? No problem. Book your free consultation with health and wellness advocate Maxine Sinclair or call 855-200-2774. That's 855-200-2774.